It's a great, great slideshow of all those pictures. Man, did those kids have a great time. Did I have a great time? I'm 36, and I love Vacation Bible School. Uh, thank you to all of our... You saw lots and lots of kids, of course. We had almost 150 kids. But there were also, what should be noted, we had well over 100 volunteers who helped pull off this past week of Vacation Bible School. You saw some of those volunteers in that video too. So I would love to praise God for our volunteers. Yes. Uh, who truly, who truly give of themselves. I mean, I recognize that it is a sacrifice. Everybody is sacrificing something to pour themselves into this week uh, for our kiddos. And so we do, we say thank you to all the people who made this past week. Um, just really, really beautiful. So very quickly, I'm going to give a, a quick snapshot of what our Vacation Bible School Day holds on, on a normal day. We start out in worship, and man, can those kids sing and worship and dance. Uh, there's a lot of dancing videos that we sing with, and they, they really love to dance. You have some movers and some shakers, parents. Uh, we move on to what we rotate in stations. So we have something called Imagination Station. We have a games station. There's always, of course, snack. We love food. We love snacks. Uh, and then we have the Bible Zone, which there's always a, a daily Bible story that's taught, of course. And everything that we do at Vacation Bible School and all of those rotating stations always points back to the daily scripture, the daily theme, or the... the um, the point of each day, which revolves around the scripture, the word of God. The, the main overall theme this week, kids, if you're in the crowd and you can, you, you can help me out here, the main point was that Jesus does what for us? Jesus, yeah, Jesus is our rescuer. So every day we learned about something that lets us know that Jesus Christ is our rescuer. Uh, I'd like to show you this very quickly. We, we did uh, a mission project this week, actually two mission projects. The first was uh, we donated school supplies for children in our city who uh, might not have enough resources to start school. So backpacks and um, crayons and pencils and notebooks and all kinds of good stuff was donated and collected and will be passed out for uh, the coming fall school year. And then the second mission project that we did was to help with our Habitat for Humanity uh, wall build going on June 30. If you want to participate in that, we welcome you to sign up. We'd love to have you, uh, as many volunteers as possible. So that's happening June 30. And the way that we had our kids participate in that this is actually one of the boards that will be used to build one of the walls in the house that we are helping to build. And so we had them write scripture on here. Uh, we had about 10 boards, and they're all colored up with beautiful messages and pictures and their names. And uh, I'll just read some of these to you. Be still and know that I am God, Psalm 4610. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Uh, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. It, at the other campus, the board I had at the other campus said, have a good house. All right, have a good house. It was so sweet and so beautiful. So our kids participated in that through, through this really cool way. Which leads me to the next thing that we're, oh, Mo. Mo is going on slide ride, okay. 
Leads me to the next thing that we're going to talk about. I'm just going to lay this down here. Which is our scripture for today. And it talks about building a house. Particularly two men who built a house. They each built a house. And it talks about building a house on solid foundation or a sand foundation. And my trusty helper over here, oh boy, get ready. Get ready for this. My trusty helper just pulled up a garden hose, and you'll see this in just a second. So we're going to read our scripture, and it comes from Matthew 7, 24 through 28. The wise and foolish builders. And you can listen. Or if you have your uh, cell phone, you can pull it up on your Bible app if you want. But Matthew 7, 24 through 28 says this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet, it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Verse 26. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. When Jesus spoke these words, he was teaching to a crowd of people. This was part of the, his, his Sermon on the Mount. This was actually the last part of his Sermon on the Mount. And he was preaching and teaching to a group of people just like you and I. And he gave this really vivid picture of two houses being built. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to demonstrate that now. So if you turn your attention over here, and we're going to try to project it on the screen for you with my trusty helper here. And it's working. Woohoo! All right. Hopefully you can see what's going on here. All right. So we've got two bins here, okay? The first bin, I'm going to walk around here, and we're going to demonstrate what it means to build your house upon a rock, okay? So here's the truth. To build your house on a solid foundation versus a sand foundation, it's a lot more work. It's, it takes effort, and it takes energy, and it takes more time, and it takes more dedication. It's not nearly as easy. You got to get your hands a little dirty. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to dig deep. In the book of Luke, when we read this passage, it literally uses the words, the builder dug deep. Okay, so I'm going to dig. And now here comes the heavy lifting. All right, this is, this is the hard part. You got to build that solid foundation. I'm going to lift these up. And they're heavier than you might think in high heels. I was going to go ahead and kick those off. All right. All right. So there's the first one. 
I'm going to dig it deep. It's in there. And we're going to build it a little higher, but it's going to take some more work and some more effort. All right. We're building it higher. Feels pretty sturdy. I've got one more. We're going to build this up. There we go. And I've built my foundation way deep, just like the Bible says. Dig deep. Build it, build it strong upon the rock, right? Feels pretty good, okay? That's the first builder. Now, the second builder, we actually read in the scripture that he was called foolish. And he might have thought things like this. You know... It's a lot of work to build that foundation deep. It's a, it takes a lot of effort, and I, I just don't know if I have it in me. And so he actually decided, he took his house, and he said, you know, this looks like an okay spot. I'm just going to stick it in right here. I'm just going to build right there, Okay. And he built I haven't played with Legos in a long time. And he built his house. Here, we'll give him a chimney. And his profession is a fireman, okay? He should have known better. <laughs> and he built his house in the sand. Now let's go back to the other builder. The other builder took the time and he did the work. And he placed his house upon the rock. Let's build this house up here. Here, we'll give him a chimney too. And he built his house upon the rock. Oh, but I forgot him. Let's put him in there. And we're going to give him a cat right there. And he's got a little kid, too. There you go. Oh, and a mom. Look. Mom and a dad. Okay, and a cat and a kid. Okay. We've got our two houses built. Which one? Clearly, you saw me. Which one took more work? Help me out. The, right, thank you. Yes, Rael. The one on the rock. It took more work. And the Bible tells us that what happens next, when the rains came and the storm blew, you know, these houses, they look pretty similar on the outside, don't they? Both, yeah, they do. They both, they're both built with Legos. They both have a chimney. But let's see what happens when the rain comes. You ready? I'm going to ask for forgiveness later about the hose in church. Here we go. The rains came. And it's raining and it's storming. And it, 
And what's happening to this house? Nothing. This house is sturdy. This house is firm. It's very wet. And even though the sand around it is filling up with water, that house isn't going anywhere, is it? Now let's go over to the house that the foolish man built. And let's see what happens to this guy's house when the water comes. Oh, can you see the sand? Can you see the sand is dripping down? And we're going to give it a little more pressure. And there it goes. And you can see that the sand... What's happening to the sand? Can you see that in the video there? Is that sand sturdy? Did that sand hold that man's house up? No. Jesus said, build your house upon the solid rock. But here's the really cool thing. It's raining right now. And we are standing on the solid rock as the rain comes down outside in this very moment. Gosh, that is God. As the rain comes down and we sit in this sanctuary, our lives need to be built upon the solid rock of Jesus Christ. You see, because when Jesus was telling this story, he wasn't actually talking about two houses, was he? He was talking about our lives. That we need to build our lives upon the solid rock of who he is. that any other ground besides the solid rock of who he is will be nothing but shifting sand. So what does it mean to build our life upon Jesus? You see, Jesus and our kids learned this lesson on Thursday. Oh, what a privilege it was that our Bible teachers got to share this message with them. They learned that building your life upon the solid rock of Jesus, Jesus died on a cross. He was holy and he was perfect. He's the son of God. And he was buried in a tomb for three days. And three days later, God rose Jesus back from the dead. And all of this happened for me and for you. You see, Jesus came to live and die and come back to life to save us from this thing we call sin. When I talk about sin with our kiddos, I say things like, oh, the, the yuck. 
the bad things that we do. And we say, Jesus, forgive me. I believe all this is really true. I want to live for you. I want you to be my best friend, Jesus. And we take a step up and we stand on who he is, the solid rock. And it's from there that we start building our house. It's from there that we start building peace by peace. You see, and we're not going to do it with perfection. Nobody can. We're not, we're not going to build it perfectly. We might have a leak in our house every now and then, and maybe it goes a little sideways. And maybe our house doesn't always look like everybody else's house. But that's okay. Because you're standing on the solid rock of Jesus. Parents or grandparents or uh, adults who church, the church, Christ's church, you, you who have influence over any child. Maybe it's your own, maybe it's a grandchild, maybe it's a neighbor. I want to take just, just, a, just a moment and talk to you. We are all building something with our lives. What are you building? What are you building for the children you've been entrusted with? What are you building so that brick by brick, Piece by piece, Jesus would be seen in you because our kids are watching. My kids are in the room today and they will say that I am super not perfect. I became a mom to a 10 and 11 year old. And when that happened, I had to ask myself, where am I standing? What's the platform on which I don't have to be perfect in, but, but God just wants me to strive to display his glory through the house I'm building in my life, through the house that my husband and I are building, our family. And families come in all different shapes and sizes, and they look different. And at Meredith Drive Reform Church, we love the family. We love your families. And we want to walk alongside you so that you might be equipped and empowered to just start asking the questions what platform am I standing on? What kind of house am I building? Am I standing on a foundation that, you know, no matter what kind of storm comes our way, no matter what kind of pressure is going on, that house isn't going anywhere because it's on 
a foundation of Jesus. There is so much grace. Boy, are we all in need of it. You are never too early. You're never too late. You are right on time. To start asking the question, how am I displaying the solid rock of Jesus Christ to my family? We love you. We love your kids. That's our prayer. That's our hope. That we would stand on who Jesus is. Let's pray. God, in your word, you, you have given us this beautiful picture of two houses. One built on this, the, the name of your son, Jesus, and the other built on shifting sand, the ways of the world, what the culture tells us we should be. God, I ask in this moment that you would set a fire in our hearts that we would have a deep deep conviction from your Holy Spirit not, not from me Lord not the words I've said but, but from your Holy Spirit that every day we move and breathe that Christ would be displayed through us in us that we would have the secure hope, the secure knowledge of knowing that because Christ is ours for all of eternity, we claim him as our own, our best friend, our savior. No matter what comes our way in life, God, no matter what kind of storm comes, your foundation will never move. And piece by piece, board by board, brick by brick, in our life, you are true and you are good. God, you, you created the family. You love family. Show us, Lord, what kind of family you want us to be. Show us, Lord, what kind of body, your body, you want us to be. You are our rock. We love you, God. And in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.